Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Caper Crusader Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our returning guest, David, and new guest, Leon, from Crowdfunder. We're here to break down their brand new initiative, Tabletop Nonstop, and everything in between. David, Leon, welcome to the show. How are you both doing today? Thank you. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I know we were talking earlier. Um, I originally thought today uh, the kids were going to be in school. Uh, as a matter of fact, they are not. Uh, so if you hear some Legos getting dumped out uh, upstairs, we all know why. <laughs> but <laughs> Sweet music. aside from that, David, how have you been? I know last time we had you on the show, we were just deep yeah. diving crowdfunder as a whole. You know, how's everything been since then? You know, any uh, big changes? Um, yeah, well, so it's been great. Uh, we we passed the six month mark. Actually, we're almost at the seven month mark since Crowdfunder launched. Congratulations, um, which man! Which has been really exciting. It's been such a, an amazing ride uh, so far. We've been, uh, you know, all of us that have been working directly with the creators uh, have just had a blast. It's been so much fun to be working with this community, uh, and uh, it's just been it's so been so much fun. But um, but we also did release. Um, released a bunch of new features into the platform like add-on shipping um and uh, add-on shipping pricing and um and variants so like if you're doing a variety of covers you don't have to create a separate reward for each cover you can create a, a variant with a variant pricing for each item oh that's awesome um, yeah and uh the ad the way the add-on pricing works is um you create a main price and a secondary price an add-on price for every item so that um, the the way shipping works is that the most expensive shipping item is the one that gets charged fully, but then every single every single additional item that people are doing as an add-on, or just you know want to continue pledging to you gets add gets uh, their shipping that shipping gets priced at the add-on price, and so what that does is it makes the shipping a lot more reasonable and manageable and less um, and less expensive. So those are uh, a couple of the new features that we released. We also actually released a uh, streaming plugin. Um, for Ooh. those that are streamers, yeah. So if you stream um, and you've got a campaign going on Crowdfunder, you can uh, do an overlay so that anytime someone pledges during the stream, it'll show up on screen. And you oh, can, that is so cool! That is so cool. Yeah. cool. yeah. So that's kind of a new fun add-on, um, and you know, we just got a lot of really cool stuff in the works. But the big one that I wanted to talk about is Crowdfunder Professional. So. <clears throat> Hold on one second. Let me go ahead. What we'll okay. do is we'll actually switch over to our campaign area and let's pull it up and kind of just look at it together while you're talking about it. Oh, well, that'll work. Sure. So Crowdfunder Professional, I mean, the first thing that I want to say about it is that it uh, it costs exactly the same as Crowdfunder, which means it's free, right? So there's no extra pricing to do Crowdfunder Professional. We've, um, we've, we have Crowdfunder Professional as a, a more sophisticated um, uh, feature set that we set up for uh, for publishers who are you know they've got a, a little bit of a um, you know a team that works with them uh, that they want to assign <clears throat> separate permissions to for people to access different parts of their of their company account, but also they can work with a variety of different creators, and those creators um, can all have permissions to work on their own accounts on their own campaigns uh, without having access to other people's campaigns. So there's a whole really cool permission layer set in there. Um, and the um, so the idea is to really, you know, uh, give advanced features that are not available in any other crowdfunding platform for more advanced, uh, sophisticated users that have greater needs. Um, so yeah, let's talk on about uh, a little bit of the things that are in crowd uh, crowdfunder professionally. You can scroll down just a little bit more. 
Um, and the other thing I wanted to point out is that uh, crowdfunder professional is not just for uh, publishers, but it's also for uh, indie creators that really have more sophisticated needs or that have their own brand. Like I know there are a bunch of creators out there, they work on their own, um, mm -hmm. but they do have their own, they have a name for, for themselves that is not their personal name. And they may have a logo for themselves or they would have, you know, they're doing um, one main uh, character, right? And they wanna, they wanna highlight that. So one of the cool things about Crowdfunder Professional is that you can use your logo and put your own theming in there with colors and stuff. Um, and it actually takes over the Crowdfunder logo. So it becomes the whole crowdfunding page is under your brand, not ours. Uh, and that's another way that we really want to support creators um, and, and really elevate them because we want them to uh, build their own audience, not build mm -hmm. our audience, right? Um, emails that come out are branded with your logo on it. Um, you can put in your own Google Analytics and your own Facebook meta pixel so that you can get your own tracking, your own analytics, not this, just the stuff that we give you, but really all the own, your own information about your marketing. Um, you can, there are widgets uh, that are available to you where you can pull all of your campaigns or whichever campaigns you want using tags and put them on your website mm -hmm. so that your campaigns can actually sit inside your website using these widgets. Um, and so, uh, let's keep going a little further down the page. You guys have put some work into this in the last six to seven months. Holy crap, David. I am yeah. loving like just like how personal uh, people can make their campaigns. That is such an awesome addition. Um, well, so here's the thing. Our, our philosophy around crowdfunding, I think, is one that's different than what you see in the other platforms. Mm -hmm. um, we are all about... Um, about letting the campaigns, letting the creators um, run their business their way. You know, we talked about this last time. If you want to do keep it all or all or nothing, you can choose the type of campaign that you want. We don't ever touch the funds. The funds flow straight through to the creator. Um, we don't have campaign limits, right? So you can mm -hmm. um, you can run as many campaigns as you want. These are all things that are they're they're a uh, um, kind of a fundamental philosophy difference that in the way that we look at it. And I think, I think the easiest way to kind of understand it is if you think about the difference between like Shopify and Amazon. So with Shopify, you, you, you pay to get your own store. It's your store. It's under your brand. Um, and all of the customers that you get are your customers, right? So mm -hmm. you communicate with them directly. You have their contact information. It's your data. You keep that information. Um, and, that's the, and, and you get, end up with a direct relationship. Um, you're not you're not contingent on another platform deciding on how you can connect with your uh, customers. Um, with Amazon, uh, Amazon is you know this they have their own stuff that they sell, but they're also this giant marketplace where suppliers come in, they put their stuff on Amazon, and then uh, the customers are all Amazon's customers. Uh, and so you know you don't actually have access to the customers, you don't have access to their information. Um, you may have fulfillment information that be, in order to be able to ship stuff if you're not using Amazon Logistics, but um, but they're not your customers. They are Amazon's customers. And the the other crowdfunding platforms, that's the way they work. Um, the if, if somebody comes in and, and supports your campaign, they become the platform's customer, not yours. And you are a supplier to the platform, right? So there's this 
there's this intermediary that comes between there. You don't own their data. Um, in fact, your your backer reports will disappear after you've done your fulfillment. Um, you you don't have a direct relationship. You, everything has to go through the platform. And so, you know, we just approach it very differently. We want the creators to build their audiences, not our audience, mm -hmm. their audience. So that's why, you know, when you we're good with taking over our brand because it's not about us. We don't have to build our audience. We want to build your audience. So put your logo in, put your colors in, make it your own, build your audience. Um, and so that's, you know, kind of like the, really the, the foundations. Um, it starts with, you know, who, who handles the money. And mm -hmm. since we're not getting paid and then paying you, the creator as a supplier, but the money goes directly to the creator, um, they're not our customer. They're not paying us. Right. So they're paying you. So that's, um, you know, that's kind of where these differences come from and why we have the ability to really be much more creator friendly in that regard because of a, a different approach to the way the whole business works at its core. I literally so, was just on Twitter earlier and uh, yeah. um, our, our good friend Pat shared a, uh, a Twitter thread where someone was making suggestions to Kickstarter on things they could implement. And you just like nailed all of that. Like they were talking like how they had to rely on backer kit to, to, to do a lot of that, to, you know, cause they, they would be able to get the list and everything. Uh, another thing is like cloning campaigns, like um, having to, to like re like individually, like make these tiers, you know, um, their, their add-ons and everything, like the ability to clone, like that just, that just takes so much of the workload out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, uh, that's how we are. Uh, we're trying to support creators, make it easier for them. We know that we know that creators don't want to spend their lives creating um, crowdfunding campaigns, right? Like they want to do their creations. The crowdfunding is a is a necessary thing to do in order to get funded, but mm -hmm. it's not what they want to spend. People don't want to spend their time doing that. And so they just want to really make books, right? To, <laughs> just want to make books. And so you know, we're really trying to make it. Uh, we're trying to make it as um, as easy. So cloning is one of those features to make it really easy. Ooh, you guys have a um, uh, verification badge uh, badges now. We do. Yep. Awesome, if you are, dude. Um, yeah, and crowdfunder professional, uh, you can get verified. Um, it's um, it's not and you know uh, a, a super onerous thing. We just want to uh, verify that you are in fact uh, making stuff that you have in fact fulfilled the campaigns in the past. Um, and so uh, it's really easy if you if you are using crowdfunder professional and set up an organization. Um, you can reach out to our support team and they'll um, and ask for a verified badge and they'll do a little a little due diligence on you um, and be able to, <laughs> to issue that. Um, it does not cost eight dollars a month. It is free. <laughs> it's 11 now, I think. Right. Oh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> no. It's so silly. Um, but yeah, if you get verified, you do get uh, a few additional um, um, additional permissions. Right. We know that mm -hmm. um, it's OK to give you a little bit more access to stuff. And so. Um, um, so that's that's how our verified thing works. Yeah. That is so cool. That's so awesome. Man, crowdfunder professional sounds it sounds like you guys are just implementing so much like where the other crowdfunding platforms are lacking. It's like you guys are realizing it, you're targeting it and you're you're making sure that doesn't happen on crowdfunder. Yeah, we're um we're, we're and we're not going to stop. We've got a lot of uh, of other stuff coming out later this year, which um is I've I've learned is best to not talk about in advance so that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, but there, you know, you mentioned backer kit. There are some things that we're doing in order to, um, 
uh, at, at no cost that will give you um, backer kit, some backer kit functionality. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think that the, the stuff that Backerkit created in order to support the other platforms is amazing. Um, and they are really, uh, really great at that, but, um, but they're not the only ones that are great at stuff. So we're going to yeah. work on some of that too. Um, and there's, um, you know, there's, and, and just, you know, just to be clear, we're not going to be replicating back, back, Backerkit, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to do it again. We do things differently, so we're going to do it our way. And, um, and we hope that, uh, it will you know, continue our creator friendly, um, uh, thrust in, in supporting creators with, the, with the things that we do. I, I love, uh, bridging that gap too. Uh, cause that, that's the thing, you know, creators, uh, they, they stress a lot, especially when it comes to kickstarting or, or campaigning or, yeah. or crowdfunding, you know, anything. Um, and it can be a very stressful time. So to, to really help them, you know, that's, that's awesome, David. That is, that is so speaking of, uh, Crowdfunding, though, Leon, you had a campaign that you crowdfunded on Crowdfunder, correct? Um, give us a little bit about who you are and uh, an introduction to how that campaign went. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Leon Barilero. I am a, a freelance and independent game designer. I mostly work in tabletop role-playing games, but I've done narrative design for video games, game design for um, like LARP and alternate reality, immersive theater, that kind of thing. Um, and in November, I ran with uh, with one of my uh, my favorite creative partners. I ran my very first crowdfunding campaign for an independent TTRPG called Oh Captain. It is a solo journaling game where you roll a pool of dice and you build constellations from the way that they you know kind of fall on your that table. That is so cool. And you uh, basically what happens to your captain is determined by the way that you roll. So you build these constellations, you have a ship, you are lost at sea or you're searching for something. And each constellation is a different sort of adventure that you can have with your captain and your crew and your mm -hmm. ship. Um, I had done crowdfunding before. I, you know, I, I've crowdfunded for, for theater. I've crowdfunded for, you know, opening retail locations. So it was not my first crowdfunding venture, but it was my very first crowdfunding venture for me and my very first in uh, the space that I typically occupy, which is TTRPGs. So I, you know, I didn't really have an audience outside of Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, which is what I typically write for. I didn't really have an audience on a platform like Crowd or like Kickstarter. And I I wanted to run a campaign for several reasons. Um, sometimes running a crowdfunding campaign is one of the best ways to build an audience. That sort of hype around, you know, uh, raising funds for something that you want to create. Mm -hmm really gets people excited to to back you to support you in a way that just like paying money out of your own pocket to build a product as an indie creator does not get people excited it's a like a psychological thing that is, yeah. is really interesting um and so because it's a, a really great way to um to build an audience i wanted to try one i picked a an idea that i thought you know I could make out of pocket, but I could make it even better with funding from from my community. So, you know, because you need to have those list of constellations, which you can see right there, 
Um, you need to have really good art that is not just clear as to, you mm -hmm. know, where all the stars are, but also easy on the eyes and not, you know, a couple of dots that I drew in MS Paint. So, you know, all of that art for, you know, all of those constellations starts to add up. So and, I thought And this the was art on the side too, like that's gorgeous just as well. Oh yes, our artist, Al Siegel, they did an incredible, incredible job. Um, and you, if you scroll down, you can you can see the, uh, the feature on um, every member of the team. But yeah, art is, you know, kind of one of the biggest selling points for, for a game like this. And I know a lot of people were attracted to the campaign page by uh, the key art, the cover art alone. So mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, I went with crowdfunder for, for several reasons. The first was I, you know, Kickstarter is kind of the, the default, right? Um, I've been calling it the Kleenex of crowdfunding, uh, crowdfunding campaign platforms because people will even use kickstart like a verb in the way that they will say, like, can you pass me a Kleenex or I Photoshopped it, even though they're not technically using the Kleenex brand or maybe not even using the Photoshop mm -hmm. program. Right. Um, but I think because of that, I uh, there are there are some business decisions and some platform decisions that Kickstarter made that I, I did not agree with. Um, and so I started looking into like my first decision was I want to to run a crowdfund uh, campaign and I don't want to use Kickstarter. And the more I looked into crowdfunder, the more I really, really enjoyed uh, a lot of the stances that crowdfunder made on certain topics that were important to me. For example, the environment, uh, rejection of blockchain and, mm -hmm. and blockchain related projects is something that was super, super important to me. And the second thing that really, really caught my eye was the amount of resources that Crowdfunder had for people who maybe are, are new to this or relatively new to this. They had a creator hub with a ton of webinars and toolkits for getting started. The tools were very, very easy to pick up and use immediately. And so, like you said, this is probably one of the most stressful times for a creator yeah. <laughs> and choosing a platform that can minimize that stress um, was something that was super important to me. Even no, before, uh, so like I am, I am a, a spotlight ambassador for Crowdfunder now, but when I made this decision, I was not. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that um, having the support of the staff that I knew I could, I could reach out to them. Um, you know, I, I remember reaching out to someone about a, a specific webinar and finding out that it had been canceled. And the response that I got from the social media manager was, you know, our, our webinar speaker had a, had an emergency, but if you like, we can schedule a one-on-one -on -one between you and the speaker. And you know, I was like, well, I don't, I don't need that much support. That's really, I appreciate that. But like, that is the, the level of support that the mm -hmm. crowdfunder staff really really wants to uh to provide to the creators and so when they asked me you know would you like to help us organize um an event for ttrpg creators i was like hell yeah this mission is uh you know it's super super important to me and you know when we talk about tabletop nonstop, i'll bring it up again but a lot of folks that we have signed up um for for our, our zine month supporting event are you know this is 
one of their first or maybe their very first crowdfunding endeavor and the mm -hmm. fact that you know the the initiative the support from the team the tools that crowdfunder have built all made them feel empowered to take this leap and take it with crowdfunder is something that i'm really really proud of that's so awesome that yeah that has to be such an awesome feeling real quick we have antoinito over on twitch this is so cool so excited to check out all of this sometime in the coming months and we have dr hino 419 over on youtube wanted to show some support uh, stopping in with some smiles so that is I, I i love this concept as well i mean it's just this art is gorgeous and you're 100 right you need you know at the end of the day gorgeous art is going to help you know your cause that much you know that much more and i really what you said right at the start really like hit me hard like trying to do this yourself won't like generate as much hype as doing like a can there's something about supporting someone who's like campaigning like I, I don't know what it is like psychologically that campaign it's yeah it's yes. very like you know you can be a part of this you can help make this creator's dreams a reality um and i think another aspect of crowdfunding that is really cool is that sort of under the hood look you get once the mm -hmm. campaign funds and you move from that push to fund to you know the updates are about what's going on behind the scenes it, I've always been very interested in those. And so I like, I know that it's very common for folks to want to back, you know, even if they cannot afford um, to to purchase at a, like, you know, like pre-order a copy or something, they'll give like one or $2 to a bunch of campaigns to show their support and get mm -hmm. access to um, the updates. So they can see what goes on behind the scenes. So they can see the the updates and the design updates and all of that stuff. And so I feel like every time I back a, a crowdfunding project, I get a little bit more wisdom about mm -hmm. other people's design processes and the production process. So you know, I think that also has something to do with it, right? It's like an exclusive dev blog that you sign up for. And uh, this campaign is still, uh, so this acts as like a storefront, right? People can still support it. Um, real quick, here is the link for everyone that is watching. Um, be sure to check it out if Sorry. you can't support. Hey, Cody, do you, do you see that? So this is this is one of the things that we do to try and encourage people to, um, to share um, mm -hmm. or to subscribe. And mm -hmm. so we occasionally have these, these little pop-ups that say to people, you know, hey, you may not want to support this campaign right now, but... Can you help us out by, I like by subscribing? Can you help us out by sharing this with your community? So what just one of those few things that we do to, to help uh, on social. And I was Sorry, just getting ready to say, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, that's what I always yeah. tell people. If you can't back simply putting this on social media. So that's cool how uh, you know, you're doing that stuff too, because sometimes sharing it, you might not be interested, but you might have a friend or two who are going to absolutely love this. So that is great. Mm -hmm. uh, what are we, uh, well, what's next though? Are we talking about the zine month or do you guys want to move to the main topic of today? Leon? Let's yeah. Why don't we? Um, I'd love to talk about Zine Month a little bit uh, as sort of the the lead in to to tabletop nonstop. Zine Month is uh, it's like Christmas for indie uh, TTRPG designers, mm -hmm. um, or you know any any holiday that you might celebrate. My my name Leon is is Noel backwards. I'm a huge Christmas fan, so when I say something's like Christmas, it is. Um, that blows my mind. I never realized that until until you just said it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, in yeah, my head, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I um, Christmas is kind of like it's my thing, right? So, um, 
When I say zine month is like Christmas, I mean, it is a BFD, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what zine month is, is a an event that takes place in February where folks, all indie creators um, will put their, their zines uh, up for up for sale. A lot of them will fund on platforms like like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Itch, and now Crowdfunder. And uh, they are smaller projects, right? So uh, you can see the the list right there. Um, nothing perfect bound, no hardcovers. Usually they're, you know, shorter, uh, shorter in length. Do I have? Hang on, please give me 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of the ones that we're looking at right now might be um, from the 2022 zine month mm -hmm. because uh, 2023 hasn't yet started. And so I just uh, organized yeah. my entire TTRPG collection yesterday, so I can show you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my zine collection. Um, I buy zines all the time. Uh, a lot of these are from zine months past. Um, you can see shout out paranormal ink is a is a great mystery if you love um you know murder mysteries and that kind of thing uh paranormal ink is like a like scooby-doo style um we've got the wretched which is an incredible solo game that uses a jenga tower um i love the brilliant. like the foil lettering on it too yeah it's so good the great bork team i have both the ash can and the finished product um, this is a game where you are from Hydric Studios, where you're a sled dog, and you um, like your your whole group of players are sled dogs, and you basically like create a shared language of barking as you are like going through the Arctic. <laughs> Just like, so you can so find. Creative. I know so creative. you can find so many amazing projects mm -hmm. through Zine Month, and um, they're usually for folks who maybe uh, you know have a have a traditional sense of what a role-playing game is right like you meet with your friends once a week and you you quest and it takes years a lot of the zemoth projects are are not that way they're projects that you can um you know you can read this book in like 20 minutes and mm -hmm. put together a short two-hour session and like that's that's the full game or solo games like the ratchet that you can or or oh captain where you just play with yourself and um I love the mission of Zine Month. I truly believe in it. There are um, tons of resources online. There's a Discord server for Zine Month, which the links are, you know, all there in that website. But not only is it great for the indie creators, but the community kind of really steps up and and starts to pay attention uh, and sort of focuses that, uh, you know, the the community conversation onto the creators for Zine Month that that uh that month so in the discord server folks are you know meeting up and and supporting each other and collaborating and the the press outlets you know turn their attention to the zines for that you know for that month and it's just a like a really really awesome community event that is um, so cool that mm -hmm. is so cool and for everyone watching right here is the link to i know we do have a quite a bit of a tabletop rpg uh, players that follow so be sure to check it out uh they haven't done uh 2023 yet so right there are these are gonna be the same guidelines for uh this year's correct yeah zine month starts february 1st it always takes place uh in the month of february so there are a bunch of products that you can if you uh if you go on twitter and you search zine month or hashtag zine month hashtag zemo mm -hmm. you can find folks starting to advertise their products that are, are going to go live in about two weeks 
That is so awesome. I love it. I love it so much. And I uh, we're starting to break into tabletop RPGs more and more. Uh, you know, comics and, and tabletop goes almost hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. And as I venture deeper into the indie game, like the video game uh, scene, uh, those even more go hand in hand. So it's so awesome to see just the focus on indie uh, and how everyone is starting to work together more and more. So I think with this would be a perfect segue. Let's go ahead and break into tabletop nonstop. Uh, this is a uh, tabletop RPG creator spotlight. So for everyone watching right here is the link for this. Um, David, I'll let you take the wheel or, or Leon, uh, whoever, um, and uh, give us a little bit about what this is about. So I'll, I'll just give a little bit of background and then uh, and then I'll let Leon uh, really delve into it more. But it's like you said, Cody, the you know uh, comics and, and TTRPG are really cl- closely related. Um, and we have been just absolutely loving working with the comics community um, and have been starting to meet people in the TTRPG community. Uh, and we decided that um, we really wanted to support Zine Month and to support the TTRPG creators that were going to be releasing their their zines in Zine Month. Uh, and to give them a, a place where um, where they could do that and re- more importantly, a lot of resources to help them on that journey. Uh, and so that's why we decided to create Tabletop Nonstop. And um, and Leon, who has been leading this initiative for us uh, as uh, as our spotlight ambassador, um, can tell you more about uh, you know what uh, what they've been doing to make it happen. Absolutely. So this spotlight has kind of uh, as the project manager two major initiatives. Right. The first is getting folks to sign up and mm-hmm. participate in the spotlight, which we started around October with that. And then the second initiative is providing support to the creators who have signed up. And so at the moment, I'm I'm moved almost like exclusively in the latter because the event is beginning one week from today. And we have <laughs> we have about 36 to 37 creators signed up. Wow. We have we have over 20 who have basically confirmed they're locked in. They've told us when, you know, their campaign is going to launch and all of that stuff. We So we have like five projects that are going to launch one week from today that I'm very excited for. Um, and it's the, the fun thing about Tabletop Nonstop is it is not just zines. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of like, you know, there's a there's a Venn diagram between Tabletop Nonstop and Zine Month where all of our projects are zines. We're getting a lot of folks from the Zine Month community um, participating with us, but we're also getting a lot of folks who are running other projects. For example, one week from today, we are going to see a, uh, a campaign for the Unexplored Horde, a TTRPG hobby and interview show. Um, where um, uh, Cage Fry, who is a you know a community manager in the space and a game designer in the space, is going to be uh, interviewing game designers and talking about their hobbies that have nothing to do with TTRPGs, which I can't imagine that. Um, it's very healthy to have a hobby that is not related to what you do for a living, and maybe one day I will. I will uh, find one, but uh, so you won't see me as a guest on that, but you will see a ton of other amazing mm-hmm. creators on that. We also have um, a very, very cool uh, actual play coming from the Gallant Goblin, Love and Hate in the Mana Wastes, which is a Pathfinder actual play that's going to start 
their campaign on Monday as well. And, you know, for those who are unfamiliar, an actual play is when people get together and play their, uh, you know, play their game and they record it. Um, and so the, the performance aspect of playing this game elevates it in a way to a totally different form of expression than just getting around and, and sitting at the table with your friends, because there's, you know, a lot of effort or, you know, extra work that, that is involved in terms of developing these characters and, and planning things out beforehand. And some folks will do costumes and makeup and really, really start to embody their characters. If you've seen Critical Role, it's, it's that. It's um, almost like a, like a theater experience, right? It is. It is basically, it is a combination of, of, of theater and improv and um, all of these these different, it's a, it's a brand new art form. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, academics who are, who are studying just actual plays at this point. So, you know, to have an AP, uh, as they're they're commonly called, funding a crowdfunder is is so cool. Like the whole That's gamut awesome. of of projects from from zines and and folks who are who are funding for the first time to actual plays. We also have uh, not oh yes, yeah, starting on on next week. Um, Pesto's Guide to Testing, a comprehensive guide to TTRPG testing. Pesto, uh, also also known as Spencer Hibnick, is the lead contract tester for NCDM, um, who is basically a powerhouse publisher in the TTRPG industry. And um, he's going to be crowdfunding a guide that includes all of his secrets. And so That's we, so you know, cool. we have resources for creators um, that are like basically going to be projects on this thing. So I really feel that, like there's going to be storytelling collective also the storytelling collective that that is right um, halfway through somewhere in the, the middle of February. The storytelling collective is going to be releasing their um, write your first adventure workbook. The uh, Storytelling Collective is a, a company that their entire brand is about fostering creativity and, and helping new writers get their start. Their flagship program is the RPG Writers Workshop, which is actually how I got my start as a writer. <laughs> and, um, you know, their mission is, is very, very in line with crowdfunders. So, you know, we, we set up a meeting with them and uh, they, they want to use tabletop nonstop for this product. Um, but there's like, there is something for everyone, truly. I truly believe that even with like just the, you know, the 21 projects that we have signed up right now are confirmed right now. And the more that we're going to be getting in the next couple of days, I've seen uh, there's a a single or two player game about um, a haunted magic school that is going to be incredible. Um, there is a, a TTRPG about ghosts that pilot mechs, like, you mm -hmm. know, giant robots, uh, like Gundams. There's, uh, yeah, there's just like so much stuff. Oops, all Draculas, a TTRPG where everyone plays a Dracula. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome just, too just the gamut of really really cool and amazing products that i um you know i will not be able to shut up about um and <laughs> <laughs> another thing that i think is just really cool is a lot of the creators who have signed up are people that i have 
re really, really admired and looked up to and, and respected in this space that, you know, I kind of reached out and was like, hey, can I give you a demo for this product? And uh, <laughs> now they're like, they're, they're going to be part of this event. And I'm just like, I'm so excited about it because the, um, the amount of creativity and the, the amount of passion that comes out of this community is amazing. It's incredible. And to, and to get to help foster that and empower them to make the, the stuff that I am going to lose all my money on very quickly next month. Uh, it's, you know, it's just, you know, a full, full circle. I have, uh, I actually have Christmas money that I have been saving because I know that it's all going to go right here. So David, like, how did you feel getting the opportunity to really shine a spotlight on tabletop? I know uh, crowdfunder mostly probably dealt with comics, but diving into this new area, you know, how, how, how are you feeling? So, I mean, it's an incredible learning experience for me personally um, to, you know, to, to see the scope of TTRPG. I didn't really, you know, understand um, what the indie scene was about for TTRPG. And um, to see the scope of creativity and the ideas that people come up with and the, the way that they incorporate um, just their, you know, their own um, personal interests or their own, um, um, you know, secondary hobbies into TTRPG to, or the, just the, the level of creativity um, in the indie scene compared to the commercial scene is incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and which is, I mean, I discovered that in comics too, uh, and was really excited about it. And to see it again in TTRPG is just been really, um, it's so much fun and so interesting. And again, this is another community that, um, that is, it's tight knit, that is really supportive, um, in the same way that I saw that comics was. And, uh, it's just been an absolute joy to get to, to meet these creators and to see their work. Um, and we're really excited about it because, you know, it's an opportunity for us to support another community that um, that needed a, a place to to um, fund their creativity that um, uh, and that we can help. Mm -hmm. So that's always that always feels great, you know, to just start seeing that happening. Um, it just it feels amazing. Have having 20 confirmed campaigns, possibility of what another 10, like 16 more that has to be. An awesome turnout. Like, were you guys blown away by, you know, everyone getting ready to sign up? I think so. Um, something that was actually kind of funny is that uh, when we started in October, I think we were in what I would like to call the eye of the crowdfunding planning storm. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we we were like, all right, we're going to do it in February because we want to support Zine Month, and you know we we really want to position ourselves as you know a, a great platform for folks who are looking to do something you know fun for Zine Month or something a little bigger. Uh, if you have a, if you have a project and you, it's too big for zine month, you can put it on crowdfunder too. Um, and so in October, I call it the eye of the storm because if you are um, funding or planning to crowdfund something um, in February, typically by October, you already have, uh, or those details 
you know, kind of figured out. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I was, I was talking to in October, I went to Big Bad Con, which is uh, shout out to Big Bad Con, my, my favorite TTRPG convention. It's in San Francisco. Um, they're great. And I, I was speaking to a lot of publishers and, you know, handing out the flyers that I had brought and been like, yeah, so if you, you know, if you're planning on doing a, a crowdfunding project anytime soon, email me, call me, I'll get you a demo, maybe February. And they looked at me and they were like, uh, maybe February, 2024. Like, what do you mean? We have our, <laughs> we have everything all planned out for the next two years. What are you talking about? And, you know, even when talking to other indie creators, um, a lot of their, their response was, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely look into it, but you're not going to see anything from me in time for February. And then, you know, we reached out to the Zine Month folks and we didn't hear anything in October because the thing about the Zine Month folks is that they work on an entirely different schedule <laughs> than mm -hmm. uh, than that sort of long, long-term, uh, larger project schedule. And so we... I think really, you know, around November, we were starting to get worried that, you know, maybe we just didn't have enough enough lead time. Um, and then I, I we finally made contact with the, the Zine Month folks and we got into their Discord server. And, you know, what's cool and fun about Zine Month is that folks didn't make the decision to put something up for Zine Month until like late December, early January. <laughs> so that's, like so that's kind of... Yeah, that's when we started to get, you know, a lot of the zine month signups and, and folks who were, you know, super interested in, in taking advantage of both events, mm -hmm. um, which is also like that that exhilarating DIY attitude is is really, really cool to me of like, you know, I'm I'm a very uh I'm a, I'm a planning heavy person. I like mm -hmm. to, I like to come up with a plan. I like to show everyone the plan. I like to think about the plan for a week and change the plan. Um, and then revisit the plan every week as we're, as we're moving through something. And so like, it completely baffles me that other people will just kind of like sit there during the liminal week between December 25th and the new year and go, yeah, I could make a game in a weekend put it up on crowdfunder in february I'm like how do you do that um <laughs> like, totally i i'd like to you know get to the point where i can do that maybe someday but um you know between the end of december and now it has been you know so cool to see a bunch of folks coming in we also brought on a a second uh, ambassador to the TTRPG space, Fleet Dietrich, who has been doing a ton of amazing work, uh, you know, bringing in folks. And I like, we kind of, the way that I've been uh, describing it is that, you know, Fleet will make contact with a bunch of people that they know and be like, hey, I got this, this cool new platform that you might want to check out. And then Fleet <laughs> will, you know, you know, set it up in volleyball mm -hmm. terms. And then give them over to me, I'll give them the demo. And that's the spike because, you know, these, the features, the, uh, the support team, every aspect of crowdfunder, when I, when I show it to a lot of folks, they just, they cannot help but get excited about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to the features of crowdfunder professional and all the, the customization features that crowdfunder has, something that I noticed is, um, you know, when I give demos, I try to, give the designers use cases that will be relevant to them, right? So the, the variant aspect is something that is 
very common for for comics in particular, but maybe not as uh, not as common to sell variant covers or variants of a certain thing for TTRPGs. So I'll try mm -hmm. to say something like, well, you know, you could do a variant that is an autograph or a variant that is something else. That is a good point. That's a good, that, that, that is a good point. But what I've noticed is that because they're game designers, a lot of people that I give demos to will just immediately come up with another use case. Like, oh yeah, I could, I could use it to have like, maybe I could have two different uh, supplements, like like a Pokemon situation. You know how like mm -hmm, the two different right. Pokemon games have two sets of Pokemon. They're like, yeah, you know, like one could have these monsters and the other one could have these monsters. And I'm like, are you are you game designing your your crowdfunding campaign right now? Is that what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, how do you do this? And then how do you do this while doing that? Like. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I, I love it. This this is awesome. For everyone watching, it's running from January 23rd to February 28th, uh, 2023. They're turning the spotlight in onto uh, tabletop RPGs. Uh, man, this is so awesome. For everyone watching right here is the link. Once again, be sure to check it out. So it is time for us to begin wrapping things up. Leon, David, I appreciate you both coming on the show, breaking things down. Um, real quick, for anyone that might be on the fence about signing up, registering, what would you guys like to say to them? kind of help push them over that fence i would say um give me a dm uh i'm brilliant you can see that up there i'm on twitter i'm on instagram um i have been giving demos to a lot of folks i have been also doing consultations mm -hmm. um you know and if i can't answer a question or i can't give you the right guidance i i will point you to someone on the team who can we're here and we want to help you succeed and if you are on the fence about about maybe signing up, you know, let's let's work together. Let's let's see if I can't maybe give you. I'm also really good at pep talks too. So if that's what you're waiting for, um, you know, I'm real good at that. And chances <laughs> are, I want to buy your game, so I'm going to be mm -hmm. really selfish and convince you to put it up on crowdfunder <laughs> because I need more games to play. I'm hoping that my uh, my zine collection will double by this time next year. So help me do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I think that's great, man. And, I, and I, what I would add to that is that, you know, is just like no project is too big for crowdfunder, there's no project too small for crowdfunder. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you've just got, you know, a small small zine that you want to do or, um, or you know, a larger game, whatever it, whatever it is, um, it's, uh, it's worth giving it a shot because Crowdfunding will help you build your audience, uh, and that is that's the key: is that you, um, you know, doing that event, generating that kind of excitement, um, is what helps you build your audience. Uh, and Crowdfunder is a great place to do that um, because you get to own your audience uh, through Crowdfunder. So um, I think it's just it's worth it's worth trying. And and if it's the, the great thing about it is that if you don't succeed, you really haven't risked anything except maybe your dignity. But um, <laughs> but uh, but it is absolutely worth trying and um, and and just seeing where it goes, you know, uh, live, uh, live the adventure. Absolutely. For everyone out there, be sure to check it out right there is the link in chat. Uh, Jan uh, January 23rd to February 28th. If you are tabletopping, get in on the spotlight, get your game funded. And let's get to playing. Let's get throwing some dice, rolling some dice. 
um, hitting some criticals. I appreciate uh, both of you coming on, breaking things down. Hopefully, I didn't sound like a boomer. I haven't played a lot of tabletop, so hopefully, <laughs> I did you guys justice. <laughs> David, Leon, thank you so much for swinging by. Everyone watching, I hope you have a fantastic Monday, but most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.